Are you ready to turn your investments into retirement income? Listen in as Jeremy Kyle and his guests reveal ways you can make smarter retirement, investment, and tax planning decisions to achieve your ideal retirement. You will learn more about your money so you can feel better about your money and make better money decisions. Now, on to the show. Welcome to Retirement Revealed. I'm your host, Jeremy Kyle, and we're here to turn your retirement savings into a consistent income. Today, though, we're talking about long-term care insurance. We have Carol Burke here with Newman Long-Term Care. Carol, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jeremy. Great to be here. Yeah, we've known each other for quite some time. You are a long-term care specialist, and that's how I got introduced uh, to you. But maybe if you wouldn't mind, just share a little bit about yourself and how you got into the uh, the long-term care industry. Absolutely. So I've been in the insurance industry my entire career. And about 15 years ago, I decided I wanted to specialize in long-term care for a couple of reasons, the main one being my own personal experiences. My father had Alzheimer's disease for 10 years. My mom took care of him for the first three, which was really devastating on her. I believe her life expectancy was shortened because of all the stress and worries she had uh, taking care of him. And I watched that and it was just really difficult. And then I also happened to have a sister who passed away now, but I was her go-to person when she needed care. So I had to handle her finances. I had to move her into facilities. I had to deal with the government because she ended up on Medicaid and that sort of thing. And it really opened my eyes. And I decided I really wanted to help people plan for long-term care. I just really passionately believe in that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I, especially seeing that live in person in your own family, I, that, that just shows the big impact uh, that experiences have on, on people and, and on you and, and even on how people perceive long-term care facilities, long-term care costs, long-term care insurance. What we find a lot is that people's opinions on whether they should prepare for long-term care or maybe even buy the insurance for long-term care has almost everything to do, not with logic or some level of planning, just their own experiences. So, so thanks for, for sharing your uh, experience there. Sure. And you're, and you're part of Newman Long-Term Care. Can you describe what that is? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we are an independent brokerage located in Richfield, Minnesota, Mm -hmm. Uh, been in business for over 30 years. And all we do is help people plan for long-term care. We're a full service agency. So we have staff with policy service experience. So if our customers need expert uh, advice or review, or they're having an issue of some sort, they can call us and know that they'll be taken care of. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's how we got introduced. You have the long-term care specialist program where you're partnering with advisors, even insurance agents, that uh, maybe they aren't necessarily an expert in that area. Or even for me personally, there's a designation called the CLTC, the Certification in Long-Term Care, that I've passed. That's kind of the, the level that uh, a lot of advisors are encouraged to get to if they want to learn more and be able to help their clients with long-term care. So I've passed that level. And yet uh, that's only just a part of what we do. And when it comes to long-term care insurance specifically, anytime I work with a client that needs to explore that, I just rather go right to the the expert expert. And that's you. That's how we uh, work together is, is um, through a long-term care specialist program. Can you talk maybe a little bit more about that? 
Sure. So basically, the way it works is I reach out to the client. I talk to them a little bit about what they're looking for. Uh, if you haven't already given me that information, I like to get a little bit of an emotional connection because I think it's important to understand where that person's coming from. I ask them some health questions. I do a pretty deep dive actually in that area because I want the experience to be really good for the client. And I want to find out if we've got any kind of health issues that might cause some wrinkles. And it also allows me to go down the right path with the right carrier for that person. Once I go through that process, I educate them fully on long-term care through a Zoom meeting, usually pull up materials. I let them uh, know about what the cost of care will be in their area. And then I plug in dates in the future uh, depending on their age, to let them know what the trends show those costs will be 20 years, 30 years from now. Mm -hmm. uh, I get all their questions answered. I educate them on how long-term care insurance works, how the government programs work, that sort of thing. And then we look at some, some financial illustrations, go through those and get all their questions answered. When they're ready to apply for coverage, I take their application and get their policy issued. Yeah. Well, it's complex stuff. And that's why I would rather partner with you. We had, I just remember even one of the first ones from a few years ago, you were calling the doctor's office almost immediately after the application had started because you're trying to get the doctor specific release form. A lot of times with long-term care insurance, uh, you need to have um, not a, even a medical exam. A lot of people are maybe used to medical type of exams with life insurance. It's more about what's your ongoing history uh, when it comes to long-term care insurance and if you get approved and you just knew right away, okay, this is a, a doctor that we've dealt with before or a doctor system. And I know they have a specific form. So you call them right away to get that, that form from the doctor. And that saved weeks upon weeks for the client. It could sometimes uh, just get uh, caught up between, okay, they want to hear back whether they're approved or not for the insurance. And yet it's uh, the doctor that's maybe the, the holdup or at least the doctor's office rather. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a, a lot of questions that our clients often have, and I imagine that's, they're not atypical. They're pretty typical questions out there. And one of them, uh, we get uh, a decent amount of time because we, we like people that save money and, and spend less than they make. And oftentimes those people are attracted to Dave Ramsey and his advice, uh, which is, which is great. And one thing we hear from people all the time is that Dave Ramsey says, you should not buy long-term care insurance until age 60. And I like to pull out the book that he wrote where he said that and show him and say, well, actually he wrote, people should buy long-term care insurance as they are approaching age 60. He didn't say, wait until your specific birthday. And he also wrote that in 1999. And things have changed in the last 22 years. Uh, and you've been uh, a part of the, the industry for a while. Maybe just share a little bit. What's changed uh, since around 2000 or so with long-term care that maybe uh, suggests that that old advice or that that misheard advice of you should not bother applying until you're 60, why, why might that be incorrect? Why should you maybe look at it differently? Well, a couple of reasons. First of all, it gets to be more and more difficult to get finance or long-term care insurance as we start getting closer to 60. And mm -hmm. people don't always think about that, but you know, every year you go to the doctor, you get your lab results, and all of a sudden you've got cholesterol or blood pressure or this or that. And 
Some of those things, um, while they may not prevent you from getting long-term care insurance, they can cause some problems. Mm -hmm. So I always say um, the best time to apply is when you're in the best window of health. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I like the age of 50 myself. Um, Sure. You know, maybe for somebody who's married and has children, the kids are out of college, those expenses are behind them, and we can use uh, that money to transition and pay for long-term care insurance. <clears throat> mm-hmm. The other thing is you just want to get your, have your premiums as low as possible. When I bought my first policy, I was able to get a preferred discount rate. And mm-hmm. you can't always get those preferred discounts when you're over 60. It just doesn't happen. Right. We also have less insurance companies in the traditional marketplace. And so we want to make sure that we're looking at those options for people, whether they're traditional insurance policies or whether they're a hybrid, which is something uh, linked with life insurance. Yeah. Maybe let's talk about that right now, this idea of a hybrid. Some people maybe have heard of traditional long-term care insurance, and I like to describe it kind of like the, the car insurance. You, you pay your premiums. If you don't get in the car accident, you don't get any money back. And that's a good thing. You don't want to get into the car accident just so you can get your, your money back. And that's the right. traditional type of policy that was around uh, when I started working in the insurance industry in 2003. And now there's these things called hybrids. And two things, if you wouldn't mind uh, talking about it, is maybe just describe how that hybrid policy types of work uh, that hybrid policy works. And oftentimes when we're talking to people, they've heard of this hybrid policy. It sounds like too good to be true. So they want to go and get it. And then once you peel back the onions a little bit, they, they realize that maybe it's different than they expected. So maybe just describe what is a hybrid policy? Why are people so attracted to it? And maybe why do they um, look elsewhere perhaps if they if they dig into that? Sure. So there's there's an uh, idea out there that <clears throat> it's kind of a twofer. You know, you you uh, have the benefit of a death benefit if you don't need your long term care insurance. And the other thing is, some people like the flexibility that you can put down a lump sum of money if you choose to, and mm-hmm. have a one and done policy. Or you can structure it for five years or 10 years or 15 years. And people like that flexibility, especially if they've got a chunk of money that they want to dedicate to that. But as you said, when you peel back the onion, what you realize is, yeah, you do have both of those options, but you're paying more for it. And you're you're buying two things in one. Right, right. And so it generally costs at least $700 to $1,000 more to buy a hybrid, uh, mm-hmm. especially as we get older and into our 60s, it costs even more. So at the end of the day, when people uh, approach me wanting to look at that, I show them those options and I compare it to a, a traditional policy and I find out well, what's what really is at the core of what you want, what's most important. And 99% of the time, it's the long-term care insurance. Mm-hmm. So why are we buying life insurance if we really don't care about the life insurance? Right. Let's just make sure we're putting our dollars and getting the best bang for our buck. You got it. Yeah, it's just interesting. And, and there's this fear for some reason. And I, I understand it because oftentimes if you're concerned about long-term care costs and then you want to buy long-term care insurance and then you see what the premium is on long-term care insurance, you might say, oh my goodness, I could be paying this for 30 years and you add up the dollars and you say, well, I don't want it to go to waste. And they like the hybrid 
idea of, well, if you don't use the long-term care insurance, then there's some, the, the remaining amount is left over paying out to you as a, the life insurance, which really is, like you said, it's in a way you're just buying the two different things. You're buying the, the life insurance and the long-term care insurance together. And that could be great for some people, but oftentimes they really just want the one thing. And if they're concerned about it in a way that they're buying two things, well, it might be just cheaper just to buy the one thing, which is why I like working with you so well that you are, you've already described it. You get an idea of where the, the clients are coming from emotionally, maybe what's led them to, what experiences have they had with long-term care and, and insurance in general, what expectations do they have about how these uh, accounts and insurances might work. And then you educate them uh, about that. And, it, and it's wonderful. There's a lot of educational videos I know you have on, on your website. Do you mind just sharing what's, what's that website for, uh, for folks? Yes, it's uh, .com. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's great. A lot of times when I'm talking to the folks, we, we talk briefly about it, what their concerns are, maybe why they ought to have a plan for long-term care. And then I like to send a lot of the educational videos uh, from your site uh, out to those clients. And then if they're interested in the insurance part, well, I definitely get them connected to you. What's interesting, a lot of times I say that you don't necessarily need to have long-term care insurance, but you ought to have a long-term care plan. And that plan could be maybe you've saved extra money through your assets, or you just realize that you're going to have to use some of your home equity. But oftentimes the whole deal with long-term care is you just don't know if you're going to need it. And so if you don't know if it's a big what if, the, the best way to take care of a what if is oftentimes through insurance. I think even a big insurance company years back was saying they take care of the ifs in life. That was their big, their big advertisement. And so that's what I, when people are exploring the insurance route, that's when we get them in touch with you so that you can just uh, figure out which, which type of insurance would work best. Or you mentioned earlier, even what insurance company might uh, work best. Can you share with us what are some of the insurance companies that you you represent that you you help people get in touch with? Absolutely. So we only work with A-rated companies, mm -hmm. and so we work we work with Thrivent Financial. We work with Mutual of Omaha. We work with National Guardian Life. Uh, and we work with uh, several companies on the hybrid side. We work with Nationwide, One America, Securian, and uh, Lincoln Financial. And mm -hmm. then obviously as, we, as more and more companies come out uh, with products, we investigate them and add them to our portfolio. Yeah. I asked you when we were doing our call earlier, I said, what insurance companies do you represent? And you said, well, all the good ones that we can. Right, <laughs> right. And that's what's great about working with an insurance broker. Oftentimes, you might only be talking to someone that represents only the Thriving accounts or only the uh, the Lincoln type of accounts. And working with an insurance broker, they, they've done the vetting. They understand, yes, there might be 20 companies out there, but only eight of them overall might be good. So let's just, let's just uh, work with those ones directly. And then you can have them look at all the different insurances. Insurance companies might look at each individual differently. There might be different prices. And that's something that you get to know because you're working uh, day in uh, and day out. Uh, maybe just an idea, just uh, some examples. If, if someone were to come to you, what would maybe push them towards maybe uh, working with a hybrid type of insurance or maybe a traditional type of insurance? And I'm thinking here almost like medically or maybe age-wise or different things like that. Sure. So medically, 
uh, it really depends on on what the situation is. Some companies mm -hmm. underwrite conditions differently than others. As an example, I'm working right now with someone who has type one diabetes and is okay. on insulin. That mm -hmm. traditionally is is very, very, very difficult, if not impossible, to underwrite. Well, I have found uh, a carrier that, depending on on the person, they'll they'll write that person with type one diabetes, yeah. which is incredible, mm -hmm. incredible. So, uh, as far as hybrids, I think the best candidates for those people are those who uh, start looking at this younger in life, maybe even in their late forties. Mm -hmm. uh, we can look at a joint policy where they're sharing one policy, and if one person passes away, the other person has what's ever left of that plan, and mm -hmm. the rates at those younger ages tend to be pretty competitive yeah so i like like that that's great and that's that's exactly it. those are things that you a client or even myself as an advisor to know that yes you have this concern and yes you want to address that with insurance to know that there are specific types of insurance that are going to benefit someone differently based on maybe their age or their their medical situation uh, that's just that's why it's so great to have uh, the expertise that that's out there. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we hear from people, I'll never get the insurance because of a certain condition that they have. Or maybe they said, well, I, I applied 10 years ago and I didn't get it. So I, I can't get it now. Or I, they're, they're going to charge me extra. How would you respond to some of those questions that people have? Yeah. So I basically find out what their issue is and mm -hmm. uh, dive into that. And I'll know within five minutes whether I think they have a legit opportunity out there mm -hmm. and, uh, or, or if they don't. It's like the other day a woman said, oh, yeah, I want to buy this right now. But by the way, next month I'm having I've got this heart palpitation and it's getting worse. So I'm going to have a special procedure called an ablation where they're going to shock my heart, but mm. then I'll be fine. I'm like, no, <laughs> yeah. we got to wait till all that's done. And then we'll, we'll kind of talk about it. So I, I've just done this long enough where I understand a lot of the medical terminology and associated with conditions. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, one thing that I was somewhat taught or, or heard back and this is 2003. So 18 years ago, my first exposure to long-term care and long-term care insurance, it seemed like the approach back then was, oh my goodness, it's going to cost you $6,000 a month in, in nursing home type of costs or, or whatever it was. So you, you need the insurance so that you can have that completely taken care of by an insurance company. And now so many things have, have switched since then. Interest rates are so incredibly low. Everyone's keeping their insurance policies. And the there's so many companies that are out of business in the insurance area. And it just seems like this idea that I'm going to buy an insurance and have everything completely taken care of where the insurance company pays for, for all of it. That just doesn't seem to be the case anymore. How, is, is that accurate? It is. <clears throat> when insurance was first developed, the insurance business didn't know what the, uh, the insurance industry did not realize or have the ability to predict what the, long-term care world would look like today. And so they had contracts that had unlimited benefits. One of our carriers is still paying a claim from 30 years ago that oh exceeded $2 <laughs> million. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So today, the way the policy 
policies are designed, you know, we work with a client to decide, do you want to insure all of the risk or do you want to insure part of the risk, knowing that if your advisor has done a really good job for you and you've saved well and you have uh, high expectations for retirement income, you don't necessarily need to cover the whole risk with mm -hmm. insurance. You might want to partially self-pay if indeed you do end up in a nursing home or memory care. But the reality is 70% of people on claim today are at home. And right. home yeah. health care is a lot less expensive than going in a facility. Mm -hmm. So why insure to the maximum for memory care if you might never need it? Yeah. I like a couple of things that you said there. Uh, one of them is you said self-pay as opposed to self-insure. It just really gets me when people say self-insure. You literally cannot self-insure insurance is a group of people. So you can't, you can't self-insure if there's only one person there, right? It just doesn't right. exist. It's right. just, you're choosing not to insure and you're choosing to take the risk and be a self-pay type of individual. So thank you for using that phrase. That, that makes me happy. <laughs> but then too, you talked about where uh, so many people are, are on home care and getting this care at home. And it seems like the old uh, attitude towards long-term care insurance was, oh my goodness, it could cost you millions of dollars if you get into a nursing home. So buy the insurance so that you don't have to worry about that part. And I feel that it's almost the opposite. The opposite situation is that you get older, you have some health issues, the doctor says you need some care, your kids say you need some care, and you say, no way am I going to pay for that. Uh, and yet if you had the long-term care insurance as a kickstart, Right? When the doctor says you need some care and the insurance company is going to pay for it, you probably call up the insurance company and get the care at home that you need so you maybe don't have those sort of accidents or issues that kind of force you into the, the nursing home type of facility. What, what's your thought there? Oh, absolutely. So when you've got insurance and you go to the doctor and they say, gee, you know, you've, you've got Parkinson's and you're not able to dress yourself the way you used to, and uh, maybe bathing is an issue, you know, you've, you've got that policy and somebody can come out and do those things for you and relieve that pressure from the spouse or maybe the kids are coming over and, and trying to help out in those ways, having that insurance in place to have somebody come in and do those things is, is a godsend. Yeah, absolutely. Well, even then we've had, as part of the series, we're doing a series on, on legacy planning and this long-term care idea is a big, big part of it. We had somebody uh, earlier in the series, uh, Marty Shriver, who's a former governor of Wisconsin. He has written a book about the, the huge burden that caregiving can place on individuals. And you said earlier that quite often, and, and a lot of the studies show this, that the person giving the care, their own health, their own mortality uh, changes uh, and not for, the, not for the better. And so having this policy available so that you can say, mom doesn't have to take care of dad. It's a-okay to have somebody come in and, and take that on as their job. You know, the, the daughter doesn't have to quit her job just to move and go take care of one of her parents. Those are things that can be relieved if you have the insurance policy because it just uh, makes life easier. It just takes away some of the financial hurdles that perhaps people have along with some maybe uh, psychological hurdles uh, to say, well, I, I'm accepting that I do need some some care. But you get rid of the financial hurdles by saying, no, the insurance company is going to help uh, pay for this. and just makes life a little bit easier. Right. And then the other thing too, uh, 
as more and more kids are moving away from their home state, mm -hmm. uh, so many people I talk to say, all my kids are elsewhere, so I guess I'll have to move there if something happens right. to me. Well, hello, who wants to do that? If you have an insurance policy, the, the children, even though they might be living across the country, can be involved without having to bring that mother or father or whomever to another state, uproot them, which mm -hmm. can further debilitate them perhaps. So yeah. uh, really important to have a policy, especially when you've got kids that are out of state. Right. I just thinking of a client a few years ago, maybe uh, not quite 10 years ago, we were talking through this. He had a bit of a concern and I said, you know what, You're, you have one child, he lives about two hours away and let's just buy the absolute minimum policy just so that you have something and you've got this uh, caregiver support, I'm sorry, the uh, care coordinator, that's the name of the care coordinator, where good luck if uh, dad's having issues that uh, mom has to figure out what's the best facility in town, the long-term care insurance company can come in and coordinate where this care that the doctor prescribed is going to be taken care of. And then the, the son who lives two hours away doesn't have to worry as much about mom or dad knowing that, okay, they've got a kickstart. They have enough of a long-term care insurance policy that they can get the care when they need it and they can get into the different uh, facilities. And I just imagine too, if you walk into a admissions uh, office for a, some sort of community, long-term care community and say, I've got a little bit of assets and I have uh, a little bit of insurance that uh, some more doors might be open to you than if it's the opposite. Absolutely. You're, you're right on with that. That's the first question that gets asked when you start checking into a facility is, do you have insurance or do you have two years of, of assets equal to what the care will be? Mm -hmm. Yeah, good. Well, there's so many people that we encourage to have a long-term care plan. And again, that planning does not require that you buy insurance, but if that's something that you go through and say, I don't necessarily want to set aside extra money. I don't necessarily want to spend less today when I'm 60, just in case I might need it with I'm 90. Then exploring the insurance option is, is really something that people ought to do. And what we like to do is get people in touch with, with Carol. How, how should people reach out to you? So uh, basically, uh, my information is on our website at Newman. Uh, if you go on the website and the section called Our Process, you can go right into my bio, my mm -hmm. phone number, my information, and reach me that way or through you. Will do. Excellent. And my website, again, is KyleFP, K-E-I-L-F-P.com. We're going to have all kinds of information on there about the podcast, about Carol, the educational videos that you can get through Newman Long-Term Care, things like that. Encourage everyone just to learn more about the insurance it's, it's likely different than what you expected it to be. It's likely different than maybe how your parents or, or relatives had interacted with the insurance, uh, long-term care insurance years back. And thank you, Carol, for coming on and, and educating us. My pleasure. Absolutely. Good. Well, uh, thank you to everyone else too for listening to the Retirement Reveal podcast. We believe if you know more about your money, you'll feel better about your money and you will make better money decisions. Thank you for listening to the Retirement Revealed podcast. Click on the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit retirement-revealed.com to learn more.
The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Kyle Financial Partners. Kyle Financial Partners does not provide legal, accounting, or tax advice. Consult your attorney or tax professional. Representatives have general knowledge of the Social Security tenants. For complete details on your situation, contact the Social Security Administration. Kyle Financial Partners is a part of the Thrivent Advisor Network, a registered investment advisor. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.